0: If you have enjoyed Baker Street 2033, why not consider supporting the second series? Go to Kofi.com slash Neil Fitzgerald. That's ko-fi.com slash NeilFitzgerald. Your support would be most welcome. Baker Street 2033 A future Sherlock Holmes mystery. The Glass Cryptographer by Neil Fitzgerald Episode 14 A Saving Grace Herr Holmes, treffen Sie mich an 43 Platz in fünf Minuten. Whoever they were, they had done their homework and knew I was a German speaker. Geh. The change of language brought me seconds in which to act. I turned on my heels and ran as the first shots rang out. Then I heard the Kielman rifle start up. Looking back, I saw the Watson duplicates being ripped to shreds by an endless stream of bullets. Cloth and blood erupted upwards. Some fired back, causing wood and glass to splinter off the carriage into the air. It is unspeakably disturbing to witness one's friend decimated thus, even if rational sense dictates that these are not real people. Eventually some atavistic survival instinct kicked in and I fled the scene, making for 43 Gordon Square as directed by my invisible saviour. How he, for the voice was almost certainly male, expected me to survive and meet him there, I could not fathom. In sure if I would be followed either by any Watsons who had survived the machine gun attack or other agents of whatever rogue hand was behind this assassination attempt, I cut through Tavistock Square Gardens, doubling back several times down its path, using tree trunks as cover wherever possible to block my route from view. I then made my way down Ensley Place before turning into Gordon Square. I was soon mounting the steps before the door of number 43. My hand grasped the door handle, yet I was strangely loath to turn it, suddenly fearful that this might be a trap, and that I had been fleeing from one fire only to rush into another. The sound of running footsteps behind me forced my hand, however, and I opened the door, barring it swiftly behind me with all the furniture close to hand, a walnut bench, leather-winged back armchairs, what have you. Once inside, I made my way through the capacious atrium into one of the large reception rooms that led off it, I was determined to give myself the best opportunity to fend off attack from the front, should it arrive. The sash windows gave a good view out onto the street and gardens, allowing me to see if I had been followed. The owner of the rushing footsteps was nowhere to be seen. I paced up and down, awaiting for the mysterious saviour to arrive. It was one of the most interminable five minutes of my life, Watson. Eventually I heard the rattle of horses' hooves on cobblestones and the bullet-peppered carriage hove into view. How either occupant or driver had escaped unharmed was a mystery, until I saw the latter dismount and approach the steps of the house. There, as the face appeared from behind the scarf and the steel-rimmed glasses and bowler hat were removed, what I had taken to be a man was revealed to be quite otherwise. A woman of quite astonishing beauty, indeed, the removal of the hat allowed wavy locks of a most alluring amber to cascade down to her shoulders. Thus reinstated, she made for the door and rapped on it thrice. I hurriedly removed the furniture blocking the door and let her in. Mr Holmes, I am pleased to see you made it here unscathed. Only thanks to your rapid intervention, you have my gratitude, Miss... Adler. Irena. Adler. I'm surprised you do not recall the name, sir. I was aghast. Before my very eyes stood the woman, my regard for whom had been lavishly documented in Conan Doyle's tale, A Scandal in Bohemia. And yet I, as a now existent being, appeared to know nothing of her. The disjunction between my non-existent self and my actual one was immense and often grotesque making me appear heartless and foolish to others when I had no choice to be otherwise. I am indebted to you for your assistance, Miss Adler. You will forgive me my ignorance when you learn of how I come to be in this world, which is no more my natural home than was that which my companion, Dr. Watson, is supposed to have penned. How vague you are, she said, her eyes seeming to smile at the mystery I presented to her. But how did you make it here without a scratch upon your person, I asked. I was never inside the cab. Do you seriously think I could wield a Kelman machine gun? I may be a resourceful woman, Mr. Holmes, but even I require assistance at times. And your assistant, did they survive the onslaught? Naturally, the cab had been reinforced with sheets of lead. No bullet could penetrate the frame. The glass window, however, was an unavoidable casualty. She smiled, and I found that I was quite defenseless to its charms. I have you quite fooled, Mr Holmes, she said, and you a so-called master of disguise. I was puzzled by this remark. How so? I inquired. Why, you believe you are talking to a lady, and in fact you are discoursing with a man. This was the acme for me, Watson. I had reached my limits. All the old certitudes were collapsing, and I was collapsing with them. I could feel myself drifting away, and, as it transpires, this was the shock needed to bring me out of the game. I stood face to face in normal reality with a man who had partially introduced himself to me, Alan Rouge. As you may well imagine, my shock at his being alive was not inconsiderable. All very Matrix, isn't it? said Alan Rouge. I'm sorry, I replied. I was quite dizzy after my ideal. I looked at my timepiece and then had to sit down. Eighteen hours had passed since I'd entered the suite. Oh, don't worry. Most people born this century don't get the reference. It's a film in which all reality is made to seem virtual. A computer program called The Matrix. I'm sorry. I haven't introduced myself. The name's Roosh. Alan Roosh. He laughed. What's so funny about that? Oh, nothing really. It's just another silly film reference. James Bond. You know, the name's Bond, James Bond. My blank face must have indicated my continued bewilderment. I'm not sure why I would expect you to know these things. Perhaps I thought you might have started to examine the new world around you, you know, research into it, use its new resources and whatnot. But perhaps you've been too busy. I should say so, sir. Holmes allowed his disgruntlement to show. Between investigating your apparent murder, being incarcerated for trespassing on private property, and facing accusations of impersonating a fictional character, I would say I've been too busy to examine the world around me more thoroughly. I look forward to having more leisure time in which to research these two cultural monuments, The Matrix and James Bond. I must apologise, Mr Holmes, for my manner, which must appear frivolous to you. "'Too much time immersed inside another character on that infernal machine "'can leave a sort of residue clinging to one "'when you eventually resurface into concrete reality. "'I am not normally so flippant. "'Besides, I have much to explain and very little time in which to do so, "'but we have more pressing concerns. "'Allow me to be brief, for we have no way of knowing "'where those who threaten us, and they are multiple, as you have already seen, "'may be now.' "'I was all ears, Watson, as you might imagine.' Alan Rouge took over the recounting of the tale. I was also playing the game in a separate suite. These massive online sandbox games are played by thousands of people around the world simultaneously. Usually, each one inhabits the realm themselves as the principal characters, Holmes or Watson. So there are hundreds of Holmeses and Watsons and adventures being solved at any one time in the same Victorian domain. But usually these are invisible to one another. But of course, there are hacks. I interrupted. Hacks? Yes, the game's code can be changed to allow multiple Holmeses and Watsons to appear simultaneously. Then there is the wildfire version in which users can play anyone in the realm, creating new crimes for Holmes and Watson to solve, whether the computer version or humans playing these characters. This can be anything from an outlandish robbery to a virtual murder. Other hacks include Irene Adler, the role I chose to play, for the simple fact that I knew it would pique your interest so much that you could not dismiss it out of hand. I hacked into your game and took on the role of Watson, but on all the times I've played this game, I have never seen so many Holmeses and Watsons at one go. This was sinister, and I truly believe your life was at risk. Who was the com man with the card table? The rogue Holmes? A cruel trick, that, but to be expected, I suppose, based on the traits... I knew he was back, but hadn't expected him to exploit the new text so soon. You cannot possibly mean, I interjected. Yes, the Napoleon of crime himself. Professor Moriarty, I cried, unable to contain my horror and disbelief. Shh, cried Roosh. His agents could be all around us. He himself might be in the very next suite. He suddenly brought his fist down hard on the table. <laughs> How blind we've been, Watson. "'Abel 5181, the name of the founder of the self Surface given to us by Miss Roche on our very first meeting with us. "'Read it backwards. "'1815. "'Elba! "'Why, that's where Napoleon was exiled,' I said, exasperated. "'The answer was right before our eyes, all along,' said Holmes. "'Irritation mixed with dismay "'and finally found some form of relief in a dry, empty laugh. "'Ha!' So we can assume all the Watsons with their revolvers drawn are in his employ. Yes, he is merely playing up to type. Following his recipe, as it were, the source material, you could argue that it wasn't his fault. Not his fault! I cried in horror. No more than Holmes was responsible for being drawn into solving a criminal case. An old superstitious belief was that a man's destiny was written out in advance. Well, for both of these men, it was... They were simply following the behavioural fate that had been written for them. Sensing the spotlight falling on me, I spoke up. That Conan Doyle has a lot to answer for. I was keen to make my newly diminished responsibility for this abhorrent creation known. He brought that bally rogue into existence, not me. Sherlock Holmes will return in Episode 15 The Guttenborg Press If you have enjoyed this podcast, you might like to try others by the same writer and producer, such as Dear Old Blood, Notes on a Wittgenstein Noir, and Modern Gothic. The writer now has a cracking idea for a second series of Baker Street 2033. So, you could also consider supporting the writer at buymeacoffee.com slash neilfitzgerald.